Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined by Patrick Higango and Mike Munzenreiter for a conversation about Yuto Horigami's latest salvo in the Sodi War. But first, Ruben, the new video from Bronze. Last week, Bronze hit us with another of their weird and wonderful full-length videos. There's a lot to unpack here. So where should we start, Patrick? I have to give credit to Bronze, Palace, All Timers, Dime, that entire orbit, because number one, they got me back into skating. And number two, because they're a hundred times better than the whole like get in the van crew denim thing that was dominating skating and making things very boring for a long time. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and it actually really makes me want a Reuben like right now, um, maybe with some curly fries mm. and uh, like a tonic water or something like that. Maybe, uh, maybe a grape soda. Anyway, I don't know. Like at, at this point, like what's the next step for bronze? I wonder, because now it's like they've hit their imperial stride. Like, people know the writers, they know the concept, there's a whole bunch of biters taken from their whole style, um, and yet they do it perfectly, that sort of, and they've toned, it seems like they've also toned down the whole Cablevision vibe. They've toned down a lot of the kind of stoned 3 a.m. circa 1997, 1998, watching local cable in the outer boroughs or the New York, New Jersey suburbs, but it's still elements of that in there, and I like it. I, I actually, I thought I would have, I thought I would want more of that, but it's actually nice to have more skating. And also, park footage gets a pass. Mike, what do you think? I'm in hard agreement on nearly everything. Like, I thought it was the perfect balance of what makes a bronze 56K video what you want. And um, yeah, I barely noticed the park footage. Let's, Let's just go with the elephant in the room since... Templeton Elliot elephant is in here too. Um, <laughs> I, I think the park footage was only in Gus's part. Yeah, and it, it was it was at what did my notes say? It was at like Burnside, Marginal Way, and FDR. So it's like all your classic gnarly DIY spots. Yeah, like I don't know if that counts as like park footage. Park footage, like those are it does. hard spots to skate. <laughs> Yeah, it I mean, does, I've skated Burnside and FDR, and they're both terrible. So, it, it, yeah, it's, like, worse than a lot of street spots for sure. Well, I'll just – I'll say that, like, Gus, um, who could be quite – I think potentially quite controversial, like, that dude ripped in terms of the backside tail side and the vert ramp is just silly. Like, that's dangerous and ridiculous and – Super sketchy. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I'll balk at like doing a backside tail side on a decent sized ledge just because of what can happen. All right, do that going into a vert ramp. But um, Gus was tight because he's not that typical ATV because he had like kind of um, what psychospastic stuff on transition, but then skating street, he's like a legit street skater as far as I was right. concerned. So like there's no guff with Gus. No guff with Gus for sure. No guff with Gus. Anything to add, Templeton? <laughs> uh with gus yeah not not anything to add i mean he he's awesome great great way to get to know gus is through the bronze video i've never never heard of him before never heard of a lot of these dudes before you know there's there's a lot of our bronze favorites but then there were a lot of new guys and they don't make it easy to figure out who these people are like even their instagram handles and their instagram bios don't lead to a name you know thankfully there was the quarter snacks top 10 that like got me a few names and the names are in the credits but i hate that fucking triangulation anyway we don't need to talk about titles and videos <laughs> old men yell subject. it loud <laughs> yeah exactly that board anti shout out uh what what uh what can we say about the bronze video um yeah, I, I loved seeing all, all the regulars. You know, Dick Rizzo had an amazing part, which kind of reminded me he's had a hell of a year. Hell yeah. Like he's put out a lot of really sick shit. Um, and he's, he's just like, I don't know, I, I think he's one to watch. Let me, let me tell you, on paper and maybe um, on Instagram too, I think he's a podcast listener. Ex, the ex-presidents are surfers at mm-hmm. <laughs> Reverse It. Like... On paper, I should be Dick Rizzo's biggest fan, and it really clicked with me in this video, the Ruben. Like, he's damn good. What do you think it was? This part, this Dick Rizzo part, it was mostly slants. Which was the same as, was it the the Quasi video? Where he had, like, almost everything was a bank or something? I don't think I noticed it in that, 
but you could be right. Maybe. Well, it was it was black and white in the quasi video, and I think everything was also like an embankment one way or another. I honestly watched the video twice, and I don't remember any discreet tricks from his part, but I don't know. It it the dude's good at skateboarding and he's obviously thinking about it and like trying to do something that is like okay i'm curating this and it just worked i don't know like uh bronze pete i'm not even gonna try to butcher his last name but you know the guy who makes the videos he's obviously very good at making skate videos and uh oh peter peter sidlowskis thank you yeah like there's definitely certain skaters and you can see it from, you know, in the Supreme camp to people then ducking out and getting coverage, you know, under the umbrella of other sponsors. Like some guys just shine. Some skaters just shine best, you know, when when there's a certain person making the video behind the camera, doing the nonlinear editing. So uh, maybe that's the case with Dick Rizzo, but that part was sick, despite the fact that I can't call out anything specific well i mean that's uh in your defense there's been a flood of really high quality content over the last two two and three weeks and it is a challenge to keep up um it's one thing to keep up just as a fan as a skater it's another to actually try to report out about this stuff on a on a podcast the thing that really stood out to me skating wise was how a whole bunch of people killed it at welfare banks in dc which is actually where yeah. i lost a tooth that what? spot yeah, I lost a tooth there. Um, Tell the story. September of 2000, brand new to the DMV, went skating with my buddy Simon from Bethesda. He took me to the welfare banks. It was probably about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. You know, we'd been driving, like we were driving all over. Like we did like a three quarter loop of the beltway. He was just taking me to spots. And I went, and I'd never done a wall ride before. And I went try it and just went face planted and it took half of one of my front teeth. Um, and I still have a cap on it to this day. I've been trying to convince my wife to let me get a gold joint, but she's like, hell nah. But yeah, <laughs> like that put me off that shit for ages. In fact, I did not learn how to do that, you know, did not learn how to try to do that trick until I moved out here. And of course, LA High, which is an even worse spot because at least Welfare Banks is smooth, but like right. Welfare Banks is steeper, it's harder, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's the, the ground is almost slippery. And everybody killed it on that spot. Like, it, it's amazing getting up there. Also, um, skating downtown DC can be touch and go because there are so many different types of cops who operate within the district. So you might get let off with a warning, security might come chase you out, or you might find yourself getting your board impounded and getting a, at least a ticket I got in 2006 was 100 bucks. Just some bullshit. I should have just gone, paid the ticket and got, gotten a new board instead of having to go get, uh, pick up the board from impound, which I think was another 50. Stupid, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think by dialing back some of the non sequitur imagery just a bit, not too much. I mean, that's their trademark, but dialing it back just a bit and letting the skating shine was really, really sick. Also, shout out to Paul Young. Shout out to Paul Young, the god all day, every day. But, you know, like thinking back about, um, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, we'd sometimes have parties over here and you could throw on a bronze, like you could throw on trust. Um, you could throw on pretty much any of the older bronze promos or videos in the background at a party, just on a playlist. And it like the mix of skating plus the weirdo shit that they picked up from dubs of, uh, you know, you know, that they ripped from old VHS tapes and probably from YouTube as well. Uh, it's fascinating. It like, it it's the perfect backdrop material. So now like, Kind of like how Palace is, you know, their last video is a much more mature Palace. Same thing here, like Bronze is maturing into its own thing. And it's beautiful. Like, it's really, really, really good to watch. And again, like, I really got to say that the most important thing that they did was create something that was wholly unintelligible, right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it is like a sort of like, almost like a skateboarding vernacular. It's wholly unintelligible to older people on the West Coast. And I love that shit. I love the fact that there's old heads in the skate industry who look at this and like, what is this shit? I don't get it. I absolutely love that. Like there's something that just brings me great joy to know that somebody in Orange County right now is seething at the fact that they don't understand bronze 56K. Yeah, I mean, Barra famously uh, was not hip to <clears throat> what bronze was uh, back in, Back in the days when the barracks was popping. Yeah, it's, it's funny that it's like, it's the, it's the new thing and it's not for 
everybody. It's not for the old heads necessarily. So they don't have to get it for bronze to be successful. And yeah, I like it too. I, I think that the more the more we can like churn through the old guys, the better. Like let's let's make room for more bronzes, more more quasis, more palaces. You know, we don't. I think we we're beyond the need for like Santa Cruz or Powell or I don't know. I'm not no, even going to say it's, other. It's not a it's not a knock on those. Yeah, brands. calling out names, fool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, it's not it, it's 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 nothing personal against those brands, but like that healthy turnover is really good. And another really important thing that this whole crew has done is skating in upstate New York, central Pennsylvania. There's a Jake Johnson cameo in here. You know, um, foot yeah, they went all over. The, yeah, how, the how, Rust how Belt, much, like, like going in on like Western PA, upstate and Western New York, Ohio, okay, Wisconsin. Real, real quick, parlay, parlay. How much action has Jake Johnson gotten out of that damn bump to bar in like <laughs> State College or wherever that is, man? He's, yeah, he's he like, needs to he be do? put he, on he restriction. He, he's gotten like so much traction out of like one session on that thing. Yeah, maybe I've also filmed. heard that that the bar belongs to him. So if, if I went there, the bar would not be there as well. Oh, it's a drop in. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Steve Barra. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> I know. I mean, that that was just right there. Like you practically threw the threw the skateboard at my feet, and I landed on it. <laughs> I was gonna do an ollie oop ollie oop uh, thing, but this is a skateboard podcast. Yeah, and the other thing too is that you know some of the bronze collabs, like with Reebok, you know, Palace did those as well. The stuff they've done with DC, you know, because of their kind of like uh, funhouse mirror nostalgia of the '90s, they've probably put on a lot of younger people too discovering going back and discovering a lot of shit and that's a pretty powerful thing like on their they've created their own lane in skating but they've also established a through line to skateboarding's past which i think is something that's really important you know you it's really key to carry over some of those things and and introduce them to a new generation who are going to run with them and also like these videos are fun like that's the thing like uh not everything has to be my war you know, I mean, that's that's honestly the strongest suit. Like, let me, you know, just say that some of the earlier stuff was never my like quite my taste because of the skating. Like it. it yeah, I, I'll draw a fire here. But it seemed like some of the stuff was you'd, you'd get into the, some of the deeper dudes on the roster, you know, like further back in the depth chart. And all of a sudden you're watching like shop video type skating. And I think that this latest one. And someone called me out if I'm wrong, but this latest video, the Ruben was like, oh, okay, all these dudes have leveled up. Like, it's all legit level skating. And I think that's in a way, like, maybe why, and I have no idea here, that it's like dialed back on some of the interludes and some of the weirder shit that also is awesome. Like, the skating just speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah I think you could be onto something that it's, it's just like, it doesn't need to be adulterated it's just like pure raw skating you know like you got elijah odom who i'd never heard of doing a nose grind on the pulaski white wall Ooh, and like grinding up and across a bump to bar like you know that's pro level shit from you know for all intents and purposes a random dude y'all are forgetting the two most important words in skateboarding right now what are they will marshall <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, the I dude's got, good got, yeah I want Will Marshall and Ron Whaley to stand back to back. <laughs> who's I'm, taller? I'm five. Who's taller? I'm five foot six, maybe, but I'm all torso. I got short legs. And so like as a short person, I think I can say that Will Marshall, um, I don't want to do some like tired internet talk, but he is a short dude who rips. He's a king of what he does. God, he might be five two. He seems short, for sure. <laughs> Which Way gives him like this this interesting style. Like it's it's very like aggressive, but also kind of like snappy. Yeah, <clears throat> he's he's awesome. I mean, what was it that dime party had? Frontside nose slide, inward heel flip, big spin out. Like made it look good. Yeah, 
flawless. Deviating from the from the topic at hand. Hey, we're talking but, about Will Marshall. We're still on topic. Yeah, Will Will yeah. Marshall. Will Marshall's Sodi. Just like let's make it the best possible world we can have. I know he. I mean, he's. He, I'm trying to remember what um, what shop video I might have seen him in. Was it uh, Antisocial from Could some be. years I don't, back? I don't know. Could be far afield, but like Canada is only like three hundred thousand people, so they just trade, you know, city to city. <laughs> right. There's no antisocial in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, that's knowledge. a Vancouver joint. I mean, so it I'm, might be like three thousand miles away, but it's possible. Shit, I'm trying, really trying to remember where, like, the first time I saw him. But he's phenomenal. Like, he has a amazing style, beautiful trick selection. It just seems like a fun dude. Like, I, like that's the like again. Like, it's back to the fun thing. Yeah. There's like there's nothing dour about these videos, and this is like a fun like you know it's a fun orbit of people. And I'm I'm I'm. It's exciting. It's exciting to see what they're bringing to skating, and also how creative they are with bump to bars and with like skating that joint. Um, pretty much any of the shit that they skate in Ohio, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Like the crustiest of the crusty, like like it's really like you guys. You can tell that these guys like uh, or skating cellar doors or there's an incredible amount of creativity and also a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into trying to skate some of these spots because it's not just about like the foot positioning. It's also about like it, it's it's like getting that perfect sense of timing, right? So that yeah, like you maintain your speed, you don't, and it doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look shitty. Like you want it to look like something that's in a proper video. Yeah, and just thinking enough to go to these spots and not just, mm -hmm. you know, stick close to home, which would be pretty easy. Yeah, like there's there's very few perfect spots in in these videos. Like a I lot, felt like of there wasn't like, even a lot of like known spots. I mean, there was plenty of it, but like there was a lot of unknown spots. Maybe I should say. Mm -hmm. And that's also probably another side effect of the, the pandemic is that you have so many skaters who are doing these big regional trips. You know, these guys were doing that even before the pandemic. And then they, now they've really leaned into it. And as a result, you get a really fresh take on skating. And because it's fun and it's not we're going to work everybody to death to get a to get a trick, you know, a la Ty Evans. It's a much, much more, you know, it's a much, much more relaxing and and an enjoyable, you know, enjoying, enjoyable viewing experience. And, you know, I wonder what this is going to lead to. Like, what, what, are, younger, what are younger folks thinking about when they watch this? You know, because they've got the ability and they've got the, you know, they've also got the time to be able to go in and seek this stuff out. Like, what, are, what is the next generation of skaters going to do skating these spots? What are they going to be doing? Well, and on the flip side, like, do we miss a bunch of, like, I don't know. I don't even know what cities these lakai these girl these like ty evans trips guys were skating in china but it's like i don't miss these boring beijing plazas like i don't miss any of that shit and it's it's kind of like under under commented on in terms of like that footage is gone from the past two years and mm -hmm. you know because of the pandemic and um i don't miss it at all yeah but there's kids uh, you know there's chinese skaters who are doing their own thing now on those spots well well and that's dope i just don't need to see like brandon beeble ever again well not that that will happen again but like i don't need I, there there was something so expected and boring about it for a little while you know where if they had the budget they went there oh yeah well it it it, it came off as excessive and unnecessary like okay cool yeah. blah 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 and, and you know like there was probably also like a um I know that if you are, you know, the bunch of the head hunters at Crailtap probably had an easier time getting visas and going because they have contracts with factories that build some, you know, build or, or excuse me, manufacture or, or, or cut and sew whatever, you know, products that they, you know, that they carry and that they sell to the public. So they were probably going way more frequently and saying, hey, there's spots here. But there's, I guess there was something about it that just felt sort of, even just the, the interviews and the conversations about it, it almost felt like you had people who were not, I don't know if it wasn't that they weren't quite interacting and understandably there is a language barrier for some, but it, 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 it didn't speak to my soul, man. Yeah, I think the thing with the China footage is it doesn't feel authentic. You know, the, all, all the stuff in the bronze video feels authentic. It feels like a crew who decided to go on some skate trips, you know, 
all their buddies, like, you know, somebody probably had to scrounge up some money to, you know, afford to go or whatever. And it just feels like a bunch of friends. Whereas like a trip to China, I think feels like a, like a work trip. But could we say the same thing about say Barcelona or Sicily? Cause you gotta be careful there. Like we all loved all the workshop shit when they all went to, oh, they went to Barcelona, but maybe it was different because you had folks who were really immersing themselves. I mean, sometimes a little bit too much. So right. when they went to Barcelona, it doesn't seem, it, it felt like everybody talked about going to China to get footage was like business, 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 business. And maybe that's what it was. And yeah, like there's probably people who hired some wild nights and good food, every whatever, whatever, whatever. But we didn't get the, we, we didn't get that much insight into it. And it, it felt, you know, it would feel, it would feel awkward talking about like, I don't fuck with, you know, footage, you know, um, footage of brand new plazas in China, but like, give me that Barcelona all day, every day. I mean, I'll just strip all, you know, value judgments from it and say, <laughs> try, man. Uh, the, uh, I don't know, some, some crusty, random upstate New York, you know, nowhere Pennsylvania stuff is just, it just looks better. Yeah, than, simple as that. Than that. I guess so. I mean, okay, then uh, on the flip side, what would it take for you to fuck with some ill China footage? Would it be bronze going to China? That would be dope. That would be dope. Ah, so maybe it's not the cities or the spots. Yeah, maybe it's just that I want people that are doing new and interesting stuff to go do what I've already rendered as boring. Like I was like, we're all meeting at LAX, we're going to Beijing, and then we're going to be taking the trains everywhere. Everybody's going to get their hammers. It's going to be great. Here's your itinerary. Don't screw anything up or get arrested. We'll be swell. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out whose whose China trip I want to go on. I don't think yeah. This is a dead end. I mean, Palace. I, I would just want to go on bronze. a trip with the biggest budget. <laughs> Palace, or, well, probably Palace then. Yeah, probably Palace seems to treat their guys right. I don't I don't think I could hang with the Palace folks though. Oh, come on. I, I, <laughs> just I like actively folks. don't like partying, so it could be tough for me. <laughs> Yeah, but they skate too. They they skate too. True, Bunch true. of them all chilled out of it. Here's the thing, Templeton. You'd be you'd be in the lobby waiting. You'd be in the hotel lobby, like or at the bus or at the van or whatever, like waiting for like forty five minutes. Too long. Do you drink coffee? Why was I wondering that? I don't drink coffee. Dang. Okay. Yeah, it's mostly just water and like coconut water. If I can get somebody else to pay for it. Hey. Caffeine at all? Not really, and I I don't like have a problem with it. It's just like I don't know. I'm just like not not that interested, I guess. Word. No. I remember I my dad you. quit coffee for like Lent a long time ago, like when I was mm. a kid, and that was like hard for him. And I was just like, I I don't want to like do that, you know? Like I don't want to yeah. develop a an addiction or a habit or whatever. So I was just like, that's not really for me. Yeah, I stopped drinking coffee during the week. And I think this stems from when I still worked in physical offices. Drinking coffee during the workday was just some a thing to do to pass the time. Uh, but the crash was awful. At my last in-person job, I found I was like drinking like three, four cups a day just because it was just like, all right, you, you know, two cups in the morning, one after lunch, one late lunch, and just like, yeah, oh my goodness, you'd be all over the place. And the crash was awful. So I stopped drinking, yeah, beginning of, beginning of this month, stopped drinking coffee during the work week, switched to, if it's like sipping, if I need to be sipping, then it's English tea. If it's like, I need to wake up and just like get going, Irish tea. And uh, we'll have an espresso in the afternoon, just as like a little treat. And like, that's been a, a game changer. I feel like much more, uh, much more with it, you know, leaving that coffee, you know, leaving that, you know, like the serious caffeine with the uh, espresso to later afternoon because A, it gets me over the hill after I've been in meetings all morning and I'm actually doing work work on my own in the afternoons because I'm, I'm on the West Coast but keep East Coast hours. And then number two is that it feels like a treat, like it's a nice ritual and everything. So yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. And then also just like, another thing I do not miss about working in office, like how is it that you have companies, you have multi-billion dollar multinational companies and they got the worst coffee, like, what is it like? Why are you skimping on this? Why has the office manager decided that they don't want to pay to have a decent coffee in the coffee machine? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Hey, everybody's, yeah, everybody's watching their budget, man. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a certain skater in a second, but I got to say that um, the newspaper, community newspaper news group, 
I worked for, they'd always have flavored coffee. Like that was the free stuff. And they wanted like a quarter donation because my homegirl Kitty curated it. Yes, her name was Kitty. She was a fantastic newspaper office manager. But um, yeah, it was always, uh, God, what's like the most wretched, like creamer flavoring you can get? Like the coffee was flavored with that. It was ridiculous. Oh, I was thinking about the worst of the worst was um, uh, whatever that creamer company is. They made one that tasted like Reese's, like Reese's Pieces. I was just like, we got a public health crisis in this country, and y'all found a way to add even more sugar to the creamer. Jesus, yo, Lord. nobody, no, like, yeah, nobody needs I, that. I, I don't think we need to like simulate tastes of stuff in other in other stuff. I'm sure somebody somebody was stoned and did that. It's like, hey, wait a minute, what if we had creamer that tasted like Reese's Pieces? Yo, be careful. I'm gonna, you're gonna make me want to outlaw weed or something. That's an <laughs> abomination. Also, all right. All right. <laughs> Go, Go ahead. No, I was gonna bring it back to the skateboarding, but yes, let's. Okay, I feel like uh, some sort of idiot outsider, but Jordan Trahan. I'd like known that he ripped, but he had I don't know thirty five seconds of footage in there that was weird and mystical and pretty wonderful, and I'm very hyped to see him in the chocolate video. Yeah, it felt like a teaser for the chocolate video to me. Like it, it felt like. Like he was holding back or like this is not his best, you know? Mm. So well, that, it, it, yeah. it got me really excited for the chocolate video. Okay. Actually, I got to use that as a, as a, as a plug. Uh, to folks in the LA area, if you got to connect to get me a ticket to the premiere of the new chocolate video, <laughs> I'll hook you up with something nice. I don't know what. Um, yo, I'll, bu- I'll buy you corn dogs. <laughs> I'll send you some mostly skateboarding stickers. Yeah, give, you, okay, get Patrick me up. into that premiere. Okay, get me into that premiere. In fact, you know what? I'm, I'm going to add a little something to that. I'll, put you, I'll, I'll make you a care package, a special Cousin P care package. I might even throw in like a mix CD or something like, something like that. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put together something nice. Hook me up with a ticket. Get me a connect to this chocolate premiere. I'm trying, I, I'm trying, to, see, I'm trying to see the man Carl Aikens, yo. All right, more on the skating. You'll, you'll find out how to connect with Patrick at the end of the show. Just to, just to be clear, I'm, I'm respecting. John Shanahan, that dude is insanely good. That like launcher to Japan, and then he can just do everything else in that part. I love that guy. Right, so the good. Japan and then like the ledge work are so like incongruous, but so rad at the same time. I mean, that's a guy who knows how to knee slide and can skate like a nine foot mini ramp. It's not a vert ramp, it's a nine foot mini ramp, and he can do that shit. And then it's not even in the bronze video, but I think I saw it. It's like the his latest Pangea jeans at it. You know, he's like doing a line that he ends with a switch backside 180 to nose grind pop out. Like that dude's just stupid good. Yeah, super good. Super good. Pan's game is crazy. Yeah, a little, a little maybe too crazy. I don't want to say too crazy, but like so crazy that I think that the the fits distract from the skating. Oh uh, no, hell no, hell no. It's 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 the shoes, it's it's the shoes, it's the weight, it's the cut of the pants. It's like the coat like you got the white t-shirts that are just so baggy like they're threatening to be tall tees but not really. It's he he is amazing. He is phenomenal. And that Penjia jeans was it reckless operation of skates. That promo is great and shouts to him. And actually, that's another thing is, you know, guys like him, like skaters of his generation who are pulling back, pulling all of that cool shit from the night. Like they're doing like the cool thing, the right thing. They're getting like the best of the best. So, like they're improving upon those 90s fits. And it's so sick. It, it, it was it like a was a nollipop shove over the um, over a bump, like a very steep bump to bar. Like he's he's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Shanahan. But I think, could he I think ever the be fits sorry. are distracting. Never distracting. Okay, could, could, if, if, okay. He dresses, a, he, he, he gets on Ruka. Ruka, RVCA, he gets on Ruka. He tones down the fits. Could he be Sodi? No, he could only be... Oh, wait, excuse me. He's not... Uh, is he regular or goofy? He's regular. Oh, he's regular? Okay, so that is not... Uh, I take that back. Uh, that, is, that joint was not Nolly, but still, still dope. It's a fakey, um, fakey pop shove um, over a bump to bar. Um... Oh, 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 let me say, 
the Nolly inward heel he did over that bump to bar, which was like zero bump, all bar. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I don't know. I can Nolly inward heel here and there. I love the trick. Yeah. That it's- was, that was the platinum, platinum edition, diamond edition of that trick. Diamond, hell yeah. His- like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to find anybody doing it much better than how Shanahan did it right there. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. It, it's as per whether or not he could be Sodi. Who was the last Sodi to have like super baggy pants? Like, exceptional pants. David Gonzalez? <laughs> You're playing. Right? Exceptional. His pants were exceptional. I mean, I don't know if they were, you know. I still don't understand the controversy about it. And I'm sure we could probably dedicate an entire episode <laughs> to, to that. But. Um, who was the last? Who was the last Sodi? Oh, can we name off handsome Sodis who had exceptional baggy pants that were really their own? Because like Costin got it in '97, but like everybody was wearing pants like that. So like he's not like his pants were dope, but like that's what everybody was wearing. So it doesn't really count. Yeah, I'm looking you know, at the list right happen. now, and not a lot of baggy pants aficionados on the list. You know, it starts on in '90. What's up? You on the Wikipedia page? I am. Yeah. Starts in 1990. Tony Hawk, Danny Way, Cardiel, Salman Aga, Mike Carroll, Chris Sen, Costin, Burnquist, Reynolds, Brian Anderson, Jeff Rowley, and then yeah, I mean no no like no great pants really. Oh whoa 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 you 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 just like rolled by the man like he, you didn't even see him. Mike Carroll. Mike Carroll. Mike Carroll's probably like the sole standout in terms of like all time greatest fits. On this list, actually, no. Sorry, I take that back. It's Mike Carroll and Tyshawn. That's it. Everybody else is representative of the era in which they were skating. But those two, exceptional fits, historically, continuously. I feel like I like Mike Carroll's got the windbreaker. That's like a hmm. dope fit to me. I can't relate to Tyshawn Jones' fits. Like that, I'm just an old head, and that's like like the way he dresses is just not for me. I guess. I don't know what you don't you don't just like chill in like basketball shorts and like a white tee and you no. know <laughs> okay here's here's for a transition what about wearing a thrasher tee and like a thrasher nascar zip-up hoodie oh my god all right you're trying to get us over to Uto, but before before that we got to talk about grady smith in the bronze video who leveled the fuck up also mark humanic uh who's my favorite right. bronzer Mm-hmm. There was a guy who ollied onto a car. Fuck. Video's good. Everybody go watch it. Do we have anything else that we need to say? Those evil empire guys will steal your lunch money. Bronze, 56K. All right. I also like, uh, you know, always always caping for Nick Matthews. Yeah, he's snuck in there. He just ripped quietly and then came out. Hopefully he, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what lever of rumor and innuendo we've gone on in, on this on this show, but I think he's taken care of now. Quasi should have put him on pole, but I don't think that's happening. But he's moving on. Well, good for him. This is Hopefully. all like text messages, so don't take anything that I say as Bible, gospel, whatever. Well, we'll take it as a fun rumor. That's all. That's all I really need. Perfect. Okay, so I was talking about shit. I forgot my own uh, my own segue. Maybe you, you were talking about. Uh, wearing a lot of thrasher on multiple layers. Yeah, so I think that the ultimate Sodi, like pre-Sodi thrasher cover would be the Sodi the Sodi sweats. Maybe we should call them the Sodi sweats. The thrasher sweats that don't have pockets, thrasher tee, and thrasher NASCAR hoodie that Yuto Horigami was wearing. Horigami. I don't know how to say his name. What do you say, Templeton? Roll into it. All right. The Sodi War is heating up, and Yuto Horigami is the latest to launch an attack from the Thrasher home base. Mike, where does Yuto sit in the current Sodi rankings? And listeners, bear in mind, we're recording on Thursday night, and we know that Mark Suchu's third uh, Sodi attack is going to hit on Friday, so we, we don't have that information at this moment. Uh, Mike. Where's Uto? Yeah, without having analyzed 
and like you know put it into the the the, the trick progression uh computer algorithm that i have mark Sushio's part of that is uh you know god there's two things where like Yudo is in two places at once he's obviously in second just for like raw output of skateboarding <laughs> i'm trying to look at my notes now okay so he's like solidly in second place just because Mark Sushu has been doing so much. But then at the same time, he's like such an obvious pick for like gold medal in the Olympics. Obvious choice for like growing overseas skateboarding prospects. Um, it's very weird how all this is playing out in like early December where it's like a tete-a-tete with these Spitfire video parts coming out. In all honesty, like without having seen this rumored next Sushu part, it's Yuto who seems like a more obvious pick. And in terms of like, if we want to think about Skater of the Year as something that's like indicative of skateboarding, where the person is attached to the year where they win the award, like Yuto couldn't be more 2021 skateboarding in terms of the Olympics, where I think. Japan got three medals, you know, Yuto and then uh, the two young women who won gold and silver, if I'm remembering correct, like in the women's street field. Like, it makes more sense for Yuto to win it, but I'm not sure if he will. Someone pick up, pick up the thread from here. Patrick, where are you at on this? He skated into future. The shoe game, stupid. The Carhartt puffer jackets, oh my God. And rocking a balaclava. For your ender, supreme level trolling. And like also, it is worth giving credit to Deshaun Jordan, who encouraged Yuto to start dressing a little bit more fly and to not just like, oh, it's just gonna be like uh, some crew jeans and a t shirt, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, come on, man, get fresh. Like the fits are amazing. And also, like, it is Yuto's year. And this is not a knock on Mark Suchu, who's skating I've really come around to because now I really feel like, okay, I get it. I get it with him. Because with Verso, I was like, okay, this is good, but this is OD long, but now I get it. And you're right, like, it's like that weird calculus of like, what have you done for Thrasher? But at the same time, what have you done for skating as a whole? And it is Yuto's year, like Mark Suchu is always gonna be there, but like, there's only gonna be one first gold medalist in skateboarding in the Olympics, the first year that skateboarding is in the Olympics. And, you know, that's going to resonate in a huge way, especially because uh, Yuto is a son of a former skateboarder turned cab driver. Um, mm. You know, his dad worked a lot and, you know, he was, you know, Japan is not the easiest place to street skate, especially in a city like Tokyo, as populous as it is. And also because, you know, it's, it's loud, it's disruptive, it's wild, you know, it's, it's unruly. And so, what a huge, like what a huge game changer that is going to be for Japanese skateboarding, all right? Just the fact that he won the Olympic gold medal so decisively, you know, a lot of folks came to the Olympics thinking Niger was gonna take it. He was the golden boy. Nope, nope. And also, I love the fact that he skated to future and it doesn't feel forced. Like this is like, I feel like this is a cat who like chills us in the future. And like, uh, there's one line He's getting Abraham Lincoln High School, which is um, over on the east side of L.A. And he's rocking a Jordan T with matching Jordans. And it's just like the color coordination and just like the way that the blues on his shirt and his shoes pop against the yellow uh, at the school. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. It, it just like it looks beautiful. And then also hardest thing in here and like the, the two enders are amazing. But it's like the switch shove hill bomb. Yeah, that hill bomb was wild. He held, he held the switch for a long time and only, with only no like the regular with the car was getting close. Also, does it feel weird? Like, this basically feels kind of like Oscar or Emmy season and, you know, being typical LA here. But, like, you know, you come to LA around the, you know, around in the run up to either of those uh, award ceremonies and you see billboards and ads everywhere, like, for your consideration, blah, blah. Because that's basically what these parts are. Hmm. But Utah also has an advantage because. This is short and concise, and we are living in a short attention span era. You know, you know, Suchu's parts is kind of like, um, it's like you know, like drinking port or brandy. You know, like you really you're savoring it. You know, you tell them this is just like crushing a sparks. 
Jeez. And that's what people Sparks want. Is, uh, Sparks, okay. That was 16 ounces, no matter what. But uh, You never crushed the spark? You never guzzled one? <laughs> God, I drank, I, I, I drank some Sparks, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Dog, I drank four in one night. <laughs> that's a hey. whole story. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just going to move on. I, I think I, I'm like Sparks like to erase my mind, but it's not the first time Sparks <laughs> has had that effect on someone. No, no. <laughs> years and years later, drinking hasn't been on the market for a minute. Yeah, they, well, they, they regulated that out of existence. Oh, um, yeah, that's some, that's some recession era shit. <laughs> well, I can pick up and just ask uh, into the ether is, is wearing so much Thrasher, is that pandering and is it whack? It's pretty gauche. It's whack. Yes. It's like, okay, just got my box, gonna wear all this shit. But why not? It's free clothes. Yeah, but it's thirsty, and Yuto gets free clothes from Jordan, from Nike. Like, I don't know if he has a clothing sponsor. He probably does. Maybe he's on, like, a Nike clothing deal or whatever. I've always thought that's super weird, like, all the people with clothing sponsors who basically just wear Thrasher t-shirts in the hopes that they'll get a Thrasher repost. And it, it just looks thirsty and, like, lame. So that that's, like, a, a check in Mark Suchu's field or whatever. Like, you know, he stays true to himself with his, like, button-ups and raw Look denim. Yeah, but his denim looks stiff, though, man. Like, that's not comfortable to skate in, <laughs> let alone just, like, do stuff. Or is that how he breaks in his jeans? I don't know. I've skated in some raw <laughs> denim. It works. I haven't skated in denim in, like, five years, man. Shit's for the birds. What? Wait, you don't skate in jeans ever? No, I skate in sweatpants and like, wow. like nylon pants. Okay, so like you, you still rock like some camel cargos and such, right? Yeah, no, I, I've I've done the spectrum, but I'm not at this point. I don't know. I've, I I found some unique little like corduroys that can maybe skate in. So I'm like vibing back. Nice, but, nice. Oh, cor- um, corduroys are sick, yo. Uh, just to finish, like. The advent of stretch denim and stretch corduroys when I was on like Replow, getting a bunch of pants, not even a bunch, but you know, pants that changed my whole outlook. It, yeah, it, it's a long story. Okay, so back to Sodi. Is there anybody else in the running? I mean, like that Chima Ferguson part was amazing, but it's one part. He obviously has other things, you know, on his plate and putting a lot of work into that part. It's beautiful. I don't know if you can rock a Sodi joint off of one or off of a single part but who who else who else sh- without thinking about our biases because like yes will marshall probably should be sony but like who 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 else who else who else fits within the thrasher lane that probably should be sony this year like who's been doing it doing it i like joey o'brien i mean i don't think he really has yeah. a chance but i i think that he put out a really sick part he went pro and all while working full-time in Pennsylvania, you know? Like, he, he's, like, the outsider, the ultimate outsider ripper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he, he deserves to be in the conversation, but I, I don't think he's quite done enough. I mean, yeah, I don't know how this could be a spoiler, but spoiler alert, like, when I did my Quarter Snacks uh, video parts of the year, like, Joey O'Brien had the best video part of the year. I think that's pretty damn clear. Oh no, there, absolutely, like. and he's he has a serious job too. Like he's pretty much filming on evenings and weekends, mostly weekends. Right. So, like that's for real, for real dedication. Being able to balance real life and also skate at that level, which, to which he was turned pro this year, and it was highly anticipated because it was he deserved he deserves that board, he deserves that additional check, and like it's he's an amazing skater. I mean, I'm trying to think who else, like who else is, because it's, it's like, weird, like there, it's, it's a kind of a, it's not a flat year, but it's not, nothing's obvious. Right. I think Jack O'Grady had a good year, but I, like, I can't think of like a lot of specifics. Like he did that 50-50 to 50-50. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That was a cover. Who oh, come I mean, to think I'll, of it, I'll I don't be- think Suchu had a cover this year. Wait, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can't even remember what trick it was. I don't know. It's it's this weird like sleepwalk, you know. I think it, it's, it's pandemic bonus footage, fucking year. Yeah, and it's also probably like that that weird feeling of um, 
having consumed so much, probably significantly more skate media in the last two years than probably say in our entire skate careers, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and not just consuming it, but like really getting to soak it in simply because, you know, especially for last year where there were a lot of times where you're like, you couldn't go out and do things. Like, yeah, you could go skate, blah, blah, blah. But you know, you couldn't go out, you couldn't socialize. Like there was a lot of things where you, I just had a lot more time to watch videos last year and really like sink in. I think the, also the other challenges, like, um, like what are the other metrics? Like, like the only thing, two things, we you know, like who's done something for the mag and like who's gone above and beyond in skateboarding. <laughs> and like some years that's been very debatable. And it's been made for some lively yeah. discussions in a shop, in person. And there's something that feels like, I, I, I think it's worth asking a question. If Mark Suchu does not get Sodi this year, what happens then? Yeah, I think I could see him hanging it up. You know, like he's like, no, you know, I, I did the thing. I went to like all the contests. I put out Verso. Like that should have been his year. You know, he was like, that was his year, and then Milton swooped in and kick whipped into the, the ah. like car wash bank, and it was yeah, over. That's bullshit. That was bullshit. Who cares about Milton? <laughs> Nobody. No, there's. You can tell the skate the story of skateboarding. Like, okay, hey, little Johnny, I'm gonna tell you the story about skateboarding. You tell it a hundred times, and ninety-eight of a, out of a hundred times, you don't mention Milton. Wow. Shit's stupid. Wow. No, think about wow. it though. Like, like, is that actually a hot take or is that just like, okay, all right. I mean, that's it's hard to argue. So but do you mention Suchu? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's, that's the fact of the matter. Like, that's the problem with Sodi too, Skater of the Year. It's like, you're saying the quiet part out loud. And well, also, okay. you. Uh, well, here, let me just say one last thing and then please, uh, you know, back me up, I think. Jamie Foy, telling the story of skateboarding. Frontside crooks are better represented by, uh, shit, who rode for Menace? The tall white guy. I'm blanking on his Pupecki? name. Pupecki? Eric Pupecki. Thank you. I always think All of right. Clyde Singleton in, like, basketball oh, yeah. shoes. That photo. Ooh. That's, like, the ideal front crook. With amazing pants. Yeah, amazing I think they're, pants. like khaki cargoes or something i'm gonna bring up a name that has been slept on by thrasher and sodi for a little bit too long evan smith yeah i mean he's he's like a that cover certainly a sodi a sodi guy but i don't don't think he's trying hard enough you know like thrasher wants to be wooed he's in the (laughs) business camp he's in the business camp where like no matter how many boxes he checks, boxes he checks, boxes that he checks, like he's not ever going to go like over the top with it. Even though, I mean, Evan Smith is top 10 skilled skater out there doing it today easily. Yeah. And shot, you know, one of the best Thrasher covers in recent memory. Recent memory. Right. right. I think that's a top 10 cover. Just the, well, just the story. Well, yeah, maybe, could maybe, be top 10 a, ever. Maybe, maybe he has a part coming out you know, on Monday after this podcast comes out that, you know, is set to stairway 12 and a half minutes, very tantric. And he just fucking bags it. You know, who knows? 12 minutes is tantric? Uh, no, it's skateboarding. 12 minutes it is. is 12 minutes, but the skating and Evan Smith, like, uh, I forget his band's name, but he's going to skate to his band's music and it's tantric. I don't know the name of the song. I don't yeah. know. He, he could, he probably... Like, Jamie Thomas probably could have pulled off skating to stairway at some point. Him? Uh, okay, okay, so, tangent. The Zero Kid skated to, um, skated to Sweet Child. That was for Jamie Thomas or Eric Costin. Mm-hmm, the abridged yeah. version was not for, like... Wait, Sweet Child, am I no, or November Rain? Excuse me, November Rain. Sweet Child also exists in this realm, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, now now I've like ruined my credibility by like mixing that up. So, uh, it's, it's, oh, come on, it's Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses fans are forgiving. My wife hates Guns N' Roses. Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> 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 no, like Evan Smith. Like um, I think Evan Smith kind of like would sue you again. I think the last two years have changed my perception of a lot of these skaters, and like Evan Smith, someone I've come around to like in a big way. But I don't think Evan Smith was wrong the year that Tyshawn won it because 
Tyshawn skated to motherfucking Rick Ross, blowing money fast in in Blessed. And it was incredible. Like it was it like that was the part. That was the part. That was that was like Sodi, that's a rap right there. I mean, like the shit felt it feels still feels incredible every time you watch it. But I think it it's it feels it feels cruel, especially getting to hear the story, like the you know, the the, the unabridged story of that photograph. Yeah. Was just it was I mean, like that was phenomenal. And, and like that's like that's not just like sacrifice, like that's even like like got locked up, like the whole saga and everything like that. And also just like it's like it's San Francisco, the weather's shitty, it's this beautiful Ollie, it's like the perfect photograph, you know, the story all behind it. Like he should be like he should be in the conversation. He should at least be in the room. Like it 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 seems it seems wild to leave him out of it, but like back to 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 Yuto, you know, he's just gonna keep going. Like you know, he's he's in his like like he's probably like he's about to hit the peak of his window. So if not this year, then definitely next. There's plenty of time for him to do a lot of. Sh- yeah, for sure. But I I think this is the year that makes sense given the Olympics. His winning gold. You know, I, like I hate to say it, like fuck the Olympics and all, but like it's meaningful. And it has like a, a broader ripple effect around the world. And I think that is worth considering, you know, like Suchu hasn't, hasn't broken through outside of skateboarding. Well, and if, you know, Suchu does come out with <laughs> the part we expect him to have after we record this, but, you know, then before we post this, is that like an insane snub? Are we expecting then Yuto to have like, one more part april might have something coming out maybe and that then fills the void you know it it's it's so weird trying to trying to keep score with this shit where i don't know i i know chris Sen oh. in 1995 was always the like what the fuck one skater of the year i mean he killed contests yeah i mean it was a different i think Sodi was a different thing in mm-hmm. 1995 yeah 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 I, yeah. I still think it's criminal that neither Jamie Thomas nor Guy Mariano got Sodi and Costin got it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's like a long list of snubs, you know, Boosnitz never got it. But then sure the question is, you know, what is on the other side of Sodi? Like you become Sodi, then what? What's the next mountain to climb? What kind of boost does it really give your career, if any? I'm sure you can get some extra money and then you just have to keep the level as high as possible. I think um, on Silas's out there that came out this week, you know, he kind of addressed that a little bit, and he's just kind of trying to live up to it. But I, I mean, think I think others out there kind of fade away. They're like, I I hit the peak, and I can I can chill. Okay, so then follow up question: Is there an award or something in skating that's an albatross, like it's cursed? Like for example, in the Grammys. It's best new artist, you know, Arrested Development, Millie Vanilli. Like we could go on all day about all the artists whose careers never quite were able to re- recover that spark from that winning that Grammy. Um, is there something in skating that you know is an albatross? Like, like you win X contest and this, everything goes to shit. God, I can't remember his name from like '98 Tampa M, but winning Tampa M doesn't always mean good things. Yeah, I think that's true. Nathan Smith. Nathan yeah, the, Smith. that was the El Nino year. El Nino. God damn it, Templeton. This is when we're like extra vibing. <laughs> wow. And it was yeah. like a like looking at that top ten at Tampa Am. Brandon Turner, Jeff Lenoche. Is it Lenoche? Lenos? Like uh, I always said Lenosi, but yeah. Lenosi? Okay. Sorry about that, Jeff. Uh, Danny Gonzalez, Kerry Getz, like yeah, who Peppers. is Nathan Smith? He's a Florida boy. That doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> Pretty much, it's a huge la- chunk so of this all the information Florida. we ever got. Uh, I don't remember beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, just yeah, came that, in you know. and won the contest, and then we never heard from him again. Might have been. Uh, uh, now you're making me think, and I, he was. No, I don't even know if I ever saw you know some random local video that he had footage in. I mean, he just he came, he ripped, he did that yes so man i don't know but like the thing is like like with tampa is that it's such a fun contest and it's all about the strip clubs and 
people fighting in the moat in the mud to, to get product after a product toss and just general debauchery. I don't know, like I'm trying to think like uh, maybe not Munster, like Munster, Munster at its peak was quite meaningful because it was such a, a big thing for, especially for American pros to go to Europe and do that contest circuit. Right. I think. I mean, there's certainly sponsors where like you get on like the wrong, like the wrong shoe sponsor will like, well, the wrong shoe sponsor can do some pretty awful things to your, your legacy. Um, was that company box? It was like, a yeah, like an ill-timed, uh, major, major shoe brand move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could, can hurt you for sure. Yeah. And, and one that you, you choose to do like, oh, I'm going to leave this cause they're going to give me like a big. They gave me a Honda Civic and a ton of money up front. Mm -hmm. Right. The next yeah, thing I feel you know, like so much of that has has kind of like sunsetted. Just that it's not, you know, there's there's money for the upper echelons and some of it's cheesy, but majority of it is worth having because you know there's not not a lot of downside with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's also just, I mean, you know, the, people are starting new companies all the time. Uh, and we could probably have a whole conversation about the environmental impact about that. But, you know, there are fewer shoe companies. Um, it seemed like there were a lot of people trying to do skateboarding in the 1990s or at least get in on the game. And some were skater run and others were ill-advised, ill-timed. Like I know Skechers tried to do it, although Skechers, that was probably a very big check. So no disrespect to any skater who was probably able to keep the lights on for a year simply because they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm skating some Skechers. Like, because all I could do is skate them. Like you were probably wearing Jordans or whatever just to chill anyway, or maybe some some Vans slip-ons. But it's way, 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 way. Like it'd be a big deal for somebody. Like it'd be a big deal for somebody to start a new shoe company that people are actually uh, that could actually attract the right the right talent and actually catch. Because it's it's still quite. It's probably the most difficult thing you can do. Like you start a DIY. You know, you like you start screening boards out of your crib. You, you might be able to make a nice little falling on Instagram. Like, look at Carpet, man. They built they built that shit from the ground up. Now look at them. For a shoe company, you cannot do the same. Like, you need bread up front just to get the samples made. You know, that's cash money. Yeah, and I, I think the competition is just way bigger. You know, you just can't. It's too real tough to compete with Nike and Adidas. Yeah, true. I mean, like, Last Resort has a lane, but, like, Pontus is building off of uh, a lot of goodwill that he has uh, has generated and, and, and created in the industry. And he's not trying to, he's, he, he, he's not trying to compete with a Nike or Adidas. He's like, this is a skate thing. Nike and Adidas have so many different product lines. I'm just focused on skating y'all. Yeah. He, he's a special case. Yeah. And he knows it. And like he, he, he's, he's taking advantage of doing it. I'd say doing it the right way, but I don't know. What do y'all think? Sody wise. That is <laughs> who's going to take it. Uh, shit. Um, I think Utah is going to take it. Mike, what do you think? Who's got Sony uh, right now? I mean, we've got Deus Ex Machina Sushu. I flubbed my line, but, you know, if he, if he has this rumored, like, hammer part that's coming out, then I actually give it to him. It's like a dark horse. Four part. Yeah. Oh, shit. This just in. Uh, part is being premiered right now in a parking lot in San Francisco. <laughs> God, that would be the perfect, like... <laughs> red herring not actually happening but i believe that it is happening you know one of those like uh we like we we now go live <laughs> to the mission that would be but amazing I mean, if, if the other rumor that you know is circulating that guy mariano is going to be on april anytime you know tomorrow as of this recording anytime now that time now like maybe yuto has another part i don't know it's it's fun intrigue, but it's also like pretty boring in terms of like, oh, this is all happening at the end of the year. I know it's sushi gets piled on and it does get kind of old, but like the four video parts in the span of like four weeks, that's bonk. <laughs> I'm not interested. In that I, I mean, I'm I'm impressed, but uh, like that's bonk. Come on, I think man. I think Mason's approach of of spacing them out over the year made it much, much better. But, you know, like we said, there's significantly more content out there. So, you know, maybe it's been like, if I, if I load these up right around the time that they make the decision, it's going to happen. I mean, they're both amazing yeah. skaters, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards Yuto just because of, just because the ender. <laughs> that was hard body. Templeton, what do you think? Who's got it? Oh, I already said Yuto. 
but I'm I'm just stoked for all the footage that we're getting. Yeah. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? First of all, happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. Uh, we're doing latkes tomorrow because we're having a holiday party Ooh. and it's going to be lit. Spitfire Wheels, of course, giving us parts from both Yuto and Mark Suchu. I feel like I've been a very good boy this year. Um, also stoked on rewatching The Beatles Get Back. Uh, fun the first go round, even better the second time. Yeah, I'm one of those obsessives. Been that way since I was a kid. Um, I'm stoked on the rumors of this new Guy Mariano part, him officially getting on April. Um, I really enjoyed GQ's interview with Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, who was diagnosed some time ago with stage 4 cancer, and I guess it's in remission. Um, I never liked Blink-182, um, but of course, you know, with a lot of... You're learning how to play guitar in the 90s, you know how to play some of their songs, and actually really... It was actually a pretty heartwarming thing to read um, and, and really nice. And finally, I am stoked on the 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs and Harmony versus, which is ongoing. Apparently, it's nuts. Mike, what are you stoked on this? I'm stoked on the 20th anniversary of the premiere of a Minneapolis skate video called Shitheads Volume 8. I helped make Shitheads Volume 8 with my then roommate, Benji Meyer. It was the third video that Benji had made in three years they all minnesota they always all premiere in december because you know you film from spring to fall and then you put out the video i'd been involved with his previous videos but with shitheads i was like really involved in terms of editing and just like learning how to do non-linear editing this is 20 years ago so was, <laughs> that was that was a really new thing i'd messed with it in high school and maybe done a little bit more but shitheads was great propelled a couple other videos into existence and i will claim that for a bit of time it was ranked among the top 10 on if you remember it skimthefat.com we've always joked about like what the next shitheads video is going to be there are no volumes other than eight as of now the video that's never going to come out, but we're going to joke about its name, is the all drone footage, shitheads, colon, drone strike, 2025. So we'll see if that ever happens. Templeton, what are you stoked on? Uh, I'm stoked on a book that I got in the mail the other day. It's called Incomputo. It's from Vans Europe. It's a book about a trip to Sicily that the Vans Europe skate team did to skate a bunch of... Uh, incomplete buildings that went up and never got completed uh, in the post-World War II boom. They were all kind of like, um, you know, corrupt government officials and uh, mafia types who were, you know, getting this money and then not really completing these projects. So all over Sicily, there's just like crazy buildings that are abandoned and very skatable. And there's a video from this trip up on Thrasher. So you can just like, you know, obviously look in the show notes for a link to that also stoked on everybody sending in their stoked on from last week uh -huh, um, yeah. you know really heartwarming to you know hear all the love for the podcast and just know that you know people are stoked on what we're doing so thanks for that yeah. shout out to y'all that was really Thank that was you. really really nice like uh sat down and had like a nice listen through all of them while um while cleaning up after sunday breakfast yeah so thanks to you guys that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at mmunzenrider. Patrick, where can people find you on the internet? On Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. On Instagram and Clubhouse at P Kigongo. Bong bong. Templeton, where can the people find you on Bobby Digital's internet? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later. I take my drugs and doses. I've been waking up the bitches in my hotel suite. We be going on the mileage. 
Holding on the father, why you looking at the shoulder? Recognizing on the only, only, only one that's ballin'. Only one that's ballin'. Only one that's going out the country, gotta keep a translator for the model. Only one I'm on the red, fly shit, only keep the fly shit on me, keep a fly bitch on me. Fly shit on me, 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 fly Light skin, bone, the same color, macaroni, put a hair in the pony, hit another light tone. I know your hoes been on it, now I'm back on my lonely, and I'm back, and you want it, and I'm back, and I want it. Made it feel like Sony for the fake and the phone, I got some cake and I'm on. I rock a deal, I'm a jello. I be staring at the telly, eating sandwich out the deli, and my life is like belly, young future sincerely. I be waking up the bitches in my hotel suite, we be going on the mileage. Holding on the Friday, why you looking at me? Shout out, recognizing I'm the only, only, only one that's bothered. Only one that's bothered. Only one that's going out of the country, gotta keep a translator for the models. Only one I'm on the red flash it on the keep flash it on me keep the fly bitch on me flash it 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 on me